Spain alone, the emergency number for domestic violence increased for 18% during the first two weeks of the lockdown. French Minister of Interior Christophe Castaner encouraged the police to be on the lookout for abuse after the reported 30% increase in the domestic violence. In urge of UN Secretary-General Antonio Guterres' call on protection of women from domestic violence, we dedicate this program to those suffering the abuse at home. So what is domestic violence? According to the UK government's home office, domestic abuse is not always physical. It can also include, but is not limited to, coercive control and gaslighting, economic abuse, cyberbullying, verbal, emotional and sexual abuse. Unfortunately, on May 5th, Hungarian National Parliament failed to ratify the 2014 Istanbul Convention, which provides definition of gender and gender-based violence, as well as criminalization of abuses such as female genital mutilation, marital rape and forced marriage. My name is Anna, and today I'm reaching out to Alona Levina. She is a Russian feminist, artist, co-founder of civic organization Women, Disability, Feminism, and the organizer of the festival of the same name in Moscow, coordinator of the INVA protest project, aimed to give a chance to women with disability to publicly protest. You can follow Women, Disability, Feminism, civic organization on Instagram and find out more about INVA protest by typing in hashtag InvaGirls. To hear more Underground Frequencies podcast, check out epper.elta.hub. Alona, thank you so much for agreeing to have this conversation with us today. Many people heard about Hachaturian sister's case, but in your personal opinion, which domestic violence case did not get enough media coverage? Which domestic violence case inspired you to take part in INVA protest and in women disability feminism? Hachaturan sister's case brought so much public attention because it was the case where underage girls were subjected to sexual and physical abuse, which caused them to kill their father. But in her opinion, Russian society should have reacted earlier, when the ex-husband of Margarita Grachova decided to kidnap her and cut off her hands in the forest. That was the point when protests against domestic violence should have started and legislation on preventing domestic violence should have been implemented. Women, Disability, Feminism is one-of-a-kind civic organization in Russia that was founded in November 2018. This is the first initiative that is trying to unite all of these phenomena since not every woman is a feminist, not every feminist has a disability, and not everyone with a disability is a woman. By the late 2019, the civic organization created a festival of a similar name and issued a journal named Zing Women, Disability, Feminism to distribute in the libraries around Russia and among other civic organizations, aiming to protect women with disability. Unfortunately, coronavirus caused Alona and other civic activists to temporarily stop the fundraiser for a new issue of the journal, which would have been distributed among women and girls with a disability. If you are willing to contribute financially to the female awareness on the domestic violence, please stay tuned until the end of the podcast. We created INVA protest after the case of Larissa Koshel, who killed her husband in an attempt to protect herself and the children, became public. Initially, the court wanted to incriminate her with eight years of imprisonment, but consequently changed it to one and a half years of conditional conviction. 
Larissa has prosthesis for both legs, which means she is a woman with a disability. When our team had a chance to have a look at the files from her case, this quote caught our attention. Since Larissa was sleeping without prosthesis at the time of her husband's attack, she could not run away from her husband. The thing is, people with prosthesis never run unless they are participants in the Paralympics. This statement is ridiculous. Unfortunately, the judicial system of our country is not familiar with the specifics of the work with women subjected to domestic violence who have a disability. Not every woman in our country is able to go out on the street with a placard due to the bad weather and many other reasons, but she can do so online. We created an open call survey where we ask women to speak out against domestic violence. Currently on our Instagram page we have a lawyer's memo, checklist on recognizing domestic violence on minors, famous stories of domestic violence on women with disability, as well as domestic violence stories that led to invalidation. We are an open online platform, but we give an opportunity to speak out anonymously. In the protest is a picture of a woman with a placard with her own slogan on combating domestic violence. In case of anonymous participation, she covers her face with a placard. In case she cannot create her own placard, we are creating one for her. Our INBA protest team consists of several people apart from me. These people are volunteer Anna Shulik, our law literacy section for women with disability content creator Anna Kislovskaya, and lawyer of the Crisis Center Invo, Diana Ramazanova. And how to find out if a girl with a disability is subjected to an abuse when she does not talk about it. Checklist on minor sexual abuse created by the activist of civic association Women Disability Feminism, Maria Celovatova. The parent guardian of a girl with a disability allows himself hints, looks, gestures with sexual connotation in her direction, insults her, or does not prevent other adults from doing so with her. The parent guardian of a girl with a disability asks or forces her to look at how he has sex with someone or masturbates, forces her to watch porn, or does not prevent other adults from doing this with her. A parent guardian kisses a girl with a disability on the lips for a long time or licks other parts of her body for a long time, sexually feels her, touches her genitals, asks or forces her to touch him or does not prevent other adults from doing this with her. The parent guardian rapes a girl with a disability, asks forces her to have sex with him, forces asks her to have sex with other people, does not interfere with other adults raping her. The parent guardian records sexual actions on a girl with a disability on a photo or video threatens her to post them on internet or send to friends or does not interfere with other people doing it. In case any of the things mentioned above have happened or are already happening to the girl with a disability, it is of an utter importance to report the actions of a parent or guardian to the police. As a woman with a disability, you face many difficulties daily. At what stage of your life did you most need help and what was the most effective way to provide it? I moved out of my mother's apartment on the 3rd of April and I'm currently living in my friend's apartment, which is not accommodated to the needs of people with a disability. I planned to move out a long time ago, but the beginning of the COVID-19 lockdown prompted me to speed up the process. 
My mother is against anyone's presence in the apartment, but I need somebody else's assistance in my daily activities, so not letting anyone in is not an option. My mother said that my older brother, who does not have a disability, is going to assist me. My brother has psychologically abused me in the past and threatened to physically abuse me in the future. He has also threatened to kill my previous partner. After my mother informed me that my brother is coming to look after me, I realized that my life is in danger and moved out to the place where I currently live. Since I can only live here for two months, I'm going to post an announcement stating that I'm looking for an accommodation equipped for a person with a disability. So those were the personal reasons that led me to take on the INVA protest project. How civic organization, women, disability, feminism is going to develop an INVA protest? What were your successes? What were your failures? We did not manage to set up a website timely. Right now we have a test version of the website, but we do not like the design of it, because we do not have a mobile version and the version for the visually impaired. We are having an offline presentation of our project after the cancellation of the lockdown in Russia. If we are lucky enough to secure a sufficient amount of funding, we would like to open the funds for supporting the women with disability. In any case, we already have female psychologists and lawyers that are ready to help women with a disability on a voluntary basis. But the problem is that most of the abused women with a disability are financially dependent on their abusers and their successful rehabilitation is practically impossible without financial assistance. However, since many of our activists are people with a disability themselves, we are an association of the like-minded people, not a non-government organization. I doubt that we are having enough resources to create a fund. Alena, what kind of question would you like to ask yourself and what would you respond to it? I would like to ask when is assisted living system going to be implemented in Russia? People with a disability are not able to live their lives to the fullest without this system. In my personal experience, all of my resources and for others, resources of partners and parents are wasted on providing for the basic needs, which does not leave room for the personal or professional development. Thank you so much, Alena, for sharing your experience. Dear listeners, if you would like to donate to the printed edition of Zine Women Disability Feminist Journal, Please check out the financial requisites in the description of this Underground Frequencies podcast. To hear more Underground Frequencies podcasts, check out epper.elta.hu.